Pam 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 Hey everybody, it's time. Time for the best part of the day, the, the highlight of your entire 24 hours. It's called the Simultaneous Sip and Coffee with Scott Adams, and aren't you glad you're here? Yeah, you are. And all you need to make this extra special is a cup or a mug or a glass, a tankard, chalice or stein, a canteen, jug or flask, a vessel of any kind. Fill it with your favorite liquid. I like coffee. And join me now for the unparalleled pleasure. The dopamine hit of the day, the thing that makes everything better. It's called the simultaneous sip. And it's coming at you right now. Go. Ah. Well, the first thing we're going to do is kill the feed from locals, because we, again, have a crackle. So bear with me one moment. Well, the locals people get rebooted here. We'll see if we can make that work. Turn off all my devices. And when these devices get turned back on, there's a reasonably good chance it might work. Let's see. Something about booting and rebooting that seems to make a difference. Sorry about that. All right. Nope, that's not it. Um... All right, looks like uh, looks like we're maybe not going to be working on the platform. Let's see. Hold on just a second. Hold on. That's the first time that's happened. All right, one moment, and this will be working like crazy. I promise you. You know, the problem with the live streams, I've said this before, is that you can't really get a platform that'll work twice in a row. Uh, And it looks like the Locals platform is not working today. So unfortunately, I won't be able to to stream on there. So I'll stream only on uh, YouTube today. Fake news of the day. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is quoted as saying, talking about wearing... Um, masks, or vaccinations, I think. And Arnold said, screw your freedoms. Get the vaccination. So how was that reported? (laughs) It was reported as though Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't like freedom. I don't think so. I don't think that's the case. I believe that Arnold Schwarzenegger actually likes freedom. And the context, of course, is that there's no such thing as absolute freedom. Um, the, the, the context is you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. You know, that would be one kind of freedom. You're not allowed to uh, drink as much as you want and drive your car. You're not allowed to, I don't know, you're not allowed to do lots of things and fly a plane. So do we have freedom in this country? And the answer is no, no. We don't have freedom when our freedom would impinge on other people's health and safety and and happiness. We've never had that. So Arnold is simply making a statement which 100% of the world agrees with. Um, I mean, he just does it in his colorful Arnold way when he says, screw your freedoms, and that gets him a lot of press. But he's not disagreeing with anything that anybody says. (laughs) To, To imagine that he's saying something you don't agree with? No. Fake news number two. Uh, there was a story about a uh, sheriff 
who just came in contact with some fentanyl as part of his work and uh, had an overdose and almost died just from coming in contact with fentanyl. And then today, the AP does a fact check and says, experts say you're highly unlikely to OD on fentanyl just by being near the drug after a misleading video claimed that happened to a San Diego uh, sheriff. Um, And now the sheriff acknowledges that he, not a doctor, concluded that it was an overdose. Now, if this fact check is true, has everything that I've been hearing up to this point been not true? Have you not heard the stories of the, of the drug-sniffing dogs that have to be uh, taken, taken out after a certain amount of time because they can sniff fentanyl and just die? <laughs> Haven't we seen this? Don't we know, for example, that people who press the pills, you know, they, they put the fentanyl into the, the actual finished product, don't we hear about them dying from breathing the stuff? Is all of that made up? Right? There, yeah, I, I know there's body camera footage and stuff, but we're not talking about whether or not he came in contact with fentanyl. I guess that's for sure. The question is whether the fentanyl is what caused his physical reaction. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I believe this fact check. Do you? Seriously, I've been following this since you know my stepson overdosed in 2018. And are you telling me that every story I've heard about this that you could die from just physical contact with it and breathing in the fumes. All of it's, all of it's not true. That's what the AP fact check is saying. Uh, at the moment, I don't even have an opinion of which one of these is true. But they do say highly unlikely, which suggests it's, it's at least happened. So there's your, there's, that's your fake news of the day, but I don't know which is the fake. Is it fake that you can get these overdoses reasonably easily, or is it fake that you can't? I don't know. All right, here's one of the most interesting stories that flew under the radar, and I'm going to tie this to to another persuasion story that's coming up. So it turns out that if you wanted to fight climate change the way the left would like to do it, the preferred way of the left, what would you have to do? Well, you need lots of windmills and you need lots of solar panels. Where do you get that stuff? China. (laughs) So it turns out that the one and only way you can uh, acquire enough green energy-producing stuff to take a whack at climate change, uh, the the left-leaning way to do it, you would have to buy massive amounts of stuff from China. Now, what is another thing that even Democrats want? Even Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer is one of the leaders of this. They want to buy American. See the problem? <laughs> the, way the, the way Democrats want to solve climate change is by violating their other thing, buying American. You can't do both. So you can either buy massive solar panels or you can buy American, which would give you no massive panels because we don't have enough of that stuff. So... Senator Dan Sullivan, a Republican from Alaska, cleverly came up with this amendment to say that uh, renewable energy projects have to buy their... um, They can't buy their stuff from China. Kind of clever, isn't it? (laughs) So he's going to make the Democrats vote in favor of buying stuff from China. Kind of forces them in a corner. Now, I don't know if that's just a political thing or if he just 
thinks it's a good idea to not buy from China, which, which is a good idea. But uh, you're going to have to pick. Now, remember this story. Re- remember the story about buying with the only place we can get our green energy stuff, mostly solar panels, I think, is the biggest category, is from China. Just remember that story, and I'm going to tie it together with another one later. But first, um, there's some new video that's come out showing Hunter Biden on video with some young woman in a hotel room uh, complaining that Russian uh, drug dealers stole another one of his laptops. Uh, He was in a Vegas room in 2018. The claim is that at least three of Hunter Hunter Biden's laptops have been stolen and that Russians are implicated in it. Now, if that's not crazy enough, listen to what things he said. He said, they have videos of me doing this, he said, referring to the filmed sex he just finished. Uh, They have videos of me doing crazy effing sex, effing, you know. And... uh, so uh, Hunter's claim you know, also suggests that uh, there's a foreign intelligence operation running against him. So how many of you have ever lost... Uh, let's see in the comments. How many of you have ever lost uh, a laptop? Maybe. Some of you probably left, lost a laptop. How many of you have ever lost two laptops? Okay, how many of you have ever lost three laptops? How high do you have to be to lose three laptops? For me, after the first two, I'd start getting cautious. But here's the most surprising part. It's not three. Remember when you thought it was one laptop, and then you find out it's three? It's not three, either. I found another one of Hunter Biden's laptops in my backyard. And I'm going to... uh, tell you its contents uh, on camera right now. This is sort of a Geraldo opening the vault situation. Um, I don't know what I'm going to encounter. But this is the fourth Hunter Biden laptop. And obviously, it's password protected. So um, this bear with me. This may take a minute to guess the password. Probably has uh, characters and numbers and maybe one, at least one special character. So we'll, we'll, I'm just going to pour through this and see if I can get this by brute force. I'm just going to guess uh, what would be a good Hunter Biden password. I'm going to go with, uh, how about uh, hookers and co- t- cocaine? Hookers and cocaine, 69, uh, exclamation point. First try. <laughs> well... I thought we were going to be here a while, but I got in on the first try. And uh, I, don't want to, I don't want to show you what's on the laptop until I've reviewed it. So if you don't mind, I'll just talk, talk my way through it and let you know what I'm finding here. So it looks like there are a number of videos. Uh, let me review one of these videos. Okay, so it looks like uh, Hunter and uh, some nice young woman are um, enjoying a vacation of some sort. Um, in a hotel room, can't tell where, um, and it looks like it, it looks like there's no AC in the hotel. Hunter looks hot. He's taking off his shirt. Uh, that's how hot it is. There's no AC in the hotel, and uh, well, his the young lady is taking off her top as well. There seems to be uh, some kind of 
baking. It looks like they're going to bake. I know it's a, some kind of flour, uh, some kind of white powder, and uh, uh, some of it seems spilled on top of the uh, the young lady. She she should be wiping that off probably with a some kind of a towel or okay. She's not going to use a towel. Uh, it looks like Hunter is going to take care of that for her, so he'll probably go get a towel. Okay, he's not using a towel. Well, um, and now uh, God Hunter is very flexible. He's a he's a flexible guy. Yoga, do you think? Maybe yoga. And uh, whoa, <laughs> Hunter, yowzer. Well, um, my eyes. Ah! Okay, let's put this away. <laughs> okay. So um, the question I ask you is uh, if, let me ask the question everybody's going to ask. And it goes like this. If Don Jr. lost three laptops, possibly four, to uh, maybe Russian operatives, do you think that would have been a problem? (laughs) Maybe it would be a front-page news kind of thing? Uh, But that's what we know, is that uh, Russia apparently was stealing lots of Hunter Biden laptops. And can't you imagine the actual Russian foreign intelligence people? They're, They're like... They'll be like, uh, yeah, we got it. We got Hunter Biden's laptop. And then what does their boss say? One? You only got one of his laptops? And the operative will be like, yeah, but, I mean, seriously, this was good work. We, we got Joe Biden's son's laptop. It's in our hands. This is good work. And the boss says, but just one. You only got one Hunter Biden laptop. I can't even give you a raise this year with that kind of performance. So the intelligence guy goes out, they run another operation, they get a second laptop, he takes it back to his boss, two laptops. Nobody in the history, this is my bad Russian accent, in the history of intelligence operations, nobody has ever got two laptops. Two. And the boss says two. Two's not bad. I would say that meets expectations. Meets expectations. But we do expect more in our intelligence people. We, we expect them to excel, to more than meet expectations. So try to get that third laptop if you would. Worst boss in the world, but apparently he gets results. The alternative being executed, I imagine. Um, have you noticed that there's a, a lot of complicated issues lately? Some of the issues are easy, like... Hunter Biden's laptop. Hunter Biden got really messed up and lost the laptop three times. That's pretty easy to understand, but here's some, cli- some issues that the public is meant to participate in. Climate change. Is climate change uh, complicated? Is this something that you can do your own research and get yourself a good answer? It's kind of hard. Kind of hard. How about the pandemic? Is everybody doing their own research and getting the right answer there? Well, they're not getting the same answer. (laughs) I don't know if it's the right answer, but it's not the same. How about uh, critical race theory? 
Has everybody done their research? Have you gone to the uh, source materials from decades ago and learned the history of it? No, no. You either like it or you don't. Uh, how about artificial intelligence? going to take over the world and become our masters any day now. Uh, a lot of you experts in AI? No. No, we're not. It feels to me that all the big issues, take economics, take the, uh, the national debt. Is it definitely true that we've crushed ourselves with national debt and we're all doomed? I don't know. <laughs> Apparently national debt's kind of complicated. It's not like personal debt. There, there are a lot of moving parts, and it depends what other people are doing and what other people expect of the future, etc. So we've got all these big issues, and we don't understand any of them. We really don't. But yet we're expected to be active parts of the process because it's a democratic-like process that we're in. How, how are we going to help when we're all just under this weird illusion that we can do our own research and come to you know, good opinions on this stuff? We can't do that. Can't even get close. Well, we have a new category I'm going to call Perma News. News that is the same every day, but different. Oh, yeah, it's different, but it's still the same. Let me give you an example. The infrastructure bill is still moving forward uh, slowly with stops and starts. Do you think I might be able to tell you that same headline tomorrow and the day after and the day after and the day after? Yeah, I think I will. It's the permanent news. All right, uh, here was a surprising event. Uh, Fox News reporting that one California school district, uh, Paso Robles, I think, blocked critical race theory in its classrooms. That's in California. Did you expect a California school board to block critical race theory teaching in school? I did not see that coming. And I'm wondering if this is any kind of uh, indication of a coming trend or not. Because I really would have expected zero schools in California to do that. So one, you know, even though it's just one, uh, still seems significant, just because it's California. All right, uh, as, as you know, I've been sometimes criticized for being critical of studies that don't agree with me, but less critical of studies that agree with me. Um, that's probably true. Part of that reason is that I wouldn't send you a study that agrees with me if I thought it was a bad one. <laughs> so there's, there's a little bit of uh, filtering going on there. I do see studies that agree with me that are low-quality studies, but I don't bother tweeting them because it just works against my own argument. So yes, there's definitely some selection bias going on there. But here's one that uh, I tweeted... Uh, a tweet that refers to a bunch of studies that all uh, go against my opinion. So if you're saying to yourself, Scott, why don't you ever tweet something that goes against your opinion if science goes that way? Well, I just did. Uh, but like, exactly like the science that goes my way, I don't trust it. So I wouldn't trust this, what I'm going to tell you next, or, or anything else basically on this topic. But it's uh, J.C. Oviedo tweets that uh, an article showing there are 14 uh, randomized controlled trials about masks saying that they're not effective. 
Do you believe that? Do you believe that at this day, this far into the pandemic, that somebody can organize a tweet uh, or about an article and that the article could run through all these 14 randomized controlled trials, the the so-called gold standard best kind of test, that show that masks don't work? Now, do you believe that? What What level of credibility do you put on somebody who you don't know, looked at a bunch of trials that you didn't look at and came to a conclusion that's opposite, opposite every top medical expert collectively. I'm not saying there, there are no rogues, but collectively the top experts in every single industrialized country. So the top medical experts in every industrialized country disagree with this, but it's very convincing. 14 randomized controlled trials... Oh, wait. How could you do a randomized controlled study of the coronavirus during the pandemic? You can't. So these are 14 randomized controlled tests of something else. That's right. Now, is it a test of something else that's close enough that it still tells you something about the coronavirus? It might. It might be close enough. So I, I tweeted around because I can't personally tell, tell you that there's anything wrong with these studies, except that they're not on the right topic. But they might tell you something. You know, if, it, if the mask didn't work for anything ever, that would tell you something, right? Even though it's not exactly the right topic. So I would say that the level of credibility I would put on these 14 randomized controlled trials is low. And here's my biggest question. Did they, did they test a viral load? In other words, could you find out that 100% of the people uh, in a room will get infected whether you have a mask or not? Let's say that's true. Let's say you find out that you put a bunch of people in the room with an infected person, and you could do the experiment a thousand times, and every time you did the experiment, the other person in the room wearing a mask got infected. Let, let's just say you could do that. What would that tell you? Would that tell you that masks don't work? Go. If you, if you could reproduce it infinite times, and every single time the person wearing a mask in the same room with the infected person, every single time the other person got infected, what would that tell you about the effectiveness of masks? Would that tell you they don't work? Because that would be 100% failure, right? 100% failure. Wouldn't that tell you they don't work? Nope. <laughs> it wouldn't. Why not? Somebody says other variables, but I've, I've intentionally uh, taken out the other variables. So it's an artificial situation in which not really any other variables. Um, yeah, quit with the either or. Yeah, that's always a problem. Okay, yes. Oh, there we go. Somebody's onto it. JC. Yeah, define worked. Suppose the people who wore the mask got a lower viral load. Do masks work? Did any of the randomized controlled trials test to see if the people who did get infected infected with masks got less infected because their overall load was less? Probably didn't test it, right? So if you're asking me, do masks work, you have to include not just did people get infected or not, you have to test, did they get uh, as high a viral load on initial infection? Because we know that has a huge impact on outcomes. Now, 
it is not my claim from the beginning that the way masks work is reduce the viral load, but everybody still gets infected. That's not my claim. I'm just saying that this is complicated stuff, and if you believe that you can look at this tweet and these studies or anything else and, quote, do your own research, how many of you who think you can do your own research would have known to ask the question about whether the viral load was the same, masked or unmasked? Because if you didn't know to ask, to ask that question, and most of you probably did, but if you didn't know to ask that question, what good would it do to do your own research? You would be researching basically the wrong questions or incomplete. All right. Um, there's another study. Should we trust this study? No. All studies are, are subject to you know, uh, low credibility until they're reproduced and peer-reviewed and randomized controlled tests and all that stuff. I think we've learned all that by now. But I'll just tell you about it. There's a study that suggests that uh, how well you do with the COVID-19 may have to do with your exposure to prior coronaviruses, different kind of coronaviruses. And it seems to be a pretty strong correlation that if you've been exposed before, you did much better. Do you believe that? Do you believe the exposure to other coronaviruses um, gives you some protection? And that also makes me ask this question. If the lockdowns and all the mitigation strategies kept us from getting regular colds as effectively as it kept us from getting coronavirus. I've now heard of exactly one person who had a non-coronavirus illness in the past year. Just once. I only know one person who had a sore throat and it wasn't coronavirus. (laughs) That's it. In a year. Now, what happens if you take all of those protective colds and minor flus or whatever that normally happen every year, what if you take them out of the mix? Wouldn't they be giving people protection? Because we would have been accidentally uh, semi-vaccinating um, people, in a sense, in a figurative sense. We would have been uh, semi-vaccinating the entire public simply by letting them get common colds for that year. But if you don't let them get common colds for a year, we're all virgin virgins, basically. So the, the last immunity you got was from the last cold, and that might have been a while. So there's also a suggestion that if you were around kids, you're more likely to uh, have a good outcome with the coronavirus because you probably got a lot of common colds because kids bring back a lot of, a lot of illness. The, there's also a suggestion that maybe the reason that kids don't have bad outcomes is because they've had so many regular colds. You know, kids get way more regular respiratory problems. So I don't know if this study will hold up, but if it does, that could be a big, big part of the mystery of why some people have good outcomes and some don't, and even why the, um, and especially why any kind of pandemic would ever die out. It might be that the only thing that kills one of these uh, viruses is the common cold. Right? Because if the common cold can give you some kind of immunity, even if it's temporary and even if it's incomplete, it might be the only thing that gets the R under 1 so that your spread is low enough that it dies out. What if the only thing that works is letting us get other colds? Could you rule that out? That's the only thing that stops any pandemic is getting related colds. 
and it gives you some stuff. I don't know. Um, one of the things I've noticed with really good disasters is that they breed new words we've never heard before. And apparently there's one fire in California, the Dixie Fire, uh, that's just been going on for a long time now, that is producing a pyrocumulonimbus cloud, a word I've never heard before. Pyrocumulonimbus, so it must be a cloud of smoke, I guess, 40,000 feet above the eastern edge of the Dixie Fire. And it's such an intense fire that is generating something called a fire whirl that shot up like an eerie tendril. So it basically was like reverse lightning, like a, a fire bolt going into the sky or something. And I'm thinking, when, you're, when your natural disasters get so intense you have to invent new words for them, that's a pretty bad fire. That's a bad fire. All right, tying back uh, some other topics here. China psyops. So I saw Jack Posobiec tweet talking about a, uh, human events, talking about a Daily Mail story. This says that uh, there were some Chinese publications <laughs> that made up a person named Wilson Edwards. Now, I assume that they just watched American movies and thought Wilson was a popular first name. And so they come up with this generic-sounding white guy, Wilson Edwards. That's the whitest-sounding generic white guy. So they made this guy up. He didn't exist. And they said that he was a Swiss biologist um, that said that, uh, claiming that the United States was pressuring the World Health Organization into investigating the Wuhan lab leak theory. So I guess there are three publications in China, the People's Daily, China Daily, and CGTN TV, who all quoted this person who doesn't exist. So China literally made up a person and then put that person in the news until that news became international news. Now, that would be an example of a Chinese psychological operation. What other ones have they done? For example, um, I was on Dr. Drew's show recently, and we were talking about the fact that, uh, remember the initial January, uh, January 2020 uh, videos of people collapsing in the street in Wuhan? Why don't we know what that was about now? It's been a long time. Obviously, the coronavirus does not make people collapse in the streets. Why did we see video of it? Was that a Chinese operation? Because the, China never said, hey, that's a fake video, did they? I think China wants you to believe that those were real video of people falling dead in the streets. But they wouldn't make China look good, but it would certainly scare the crap out of all the other countries. So was it a psychological operation? And if it was, what exactly was the point of it? To get the rest of the world to shut down? Because that's what happened. I mean, if that was the point of it, it was kind of brilliant, the way it worked. But I don't know that that was the point of it. So here's a question I ask. What other Chinese psychological operations are being run right now that you think are real? Let me suggest some candidates. Now, this is not an assertion of truth. I'm just saying if you were looking to find out where there were some Chinese operations, where would you look for them? Like, what what would it look like? I'll give you some candidates. And again, I'm not claiming these are psyops. I'm just saying that they look like it in the sense that that's what you'd expect to see. Um, You saw the news that uh, the judge is allowing Dominion to sue 
I guess Giuliani and uh, Mike Lindell and um, uh, what's the other lawyer there? So, so the lawsuits are going forward because they were the ones who made the most uh, outrageous claims about the election being stolen with stories about you know, Venezuelan machines and all kinds of stuff. What are the odds that that didn't come from China or Russia? But let, let's just use China as our example. Do you think that all of those wild conspiracy theories got to those lawyers just from organic places and they just made a mistake when they did their own research? Or do you think that that was a psyop? Because that would be exactly what China would want to do. China would want us to think our elections were, were not credible. So that doesn't mean they did it. But since we know that China is actively doing psycho- psychological operations, I mean, it's kind of obvious, why wouldn't they have done that? So if they didn't do it, why not? Because it would be the obvious thing to do. We know that they can make up an entire person. This biologist guy, they just made it up. You don't, you don't think that they can make up a story about a Venezuelan uh, dictator and stuff? Of course they could. Of course they could make that up. So could have been Russian, could have been China, could have been natural, I don't know. Here's another one. Why is the United States so afraid of uh, nuclear energy as a solution for our energy problems as well as climate change? We know that that point of view doesn't hold up scientifically but it is a common belief in America. Did that come from America and from people doing their own research? Or is it China who is making America believe that that nuclear is not a good idea? Because that would be one of the most clever things China could ever do. Because they're building nuclear plants like crazy there. Obviously, they think it's a good idea. But if they could convince us it wasn't a good idea here, that would give them the future because they would own space among other things. You need nuclear, a nuclear industry to, to occupy space. Um, so how about... Uh, and then earlier I mentioned that the only place you can buy um, the green energy stuff is in China, you know, the solar panels and stuff. So is it possible that China, much like Trump suggested by calling climate change a Chinese hoax, is it possible that China is stoking our fears in any way, to make it uh, more likely we would buy their, their solar panels and have a you know, not very dependable grid. Now, I'm not saying that's the case, so I want to be cl- clear again. I'm not suggesting any of these are psyops, but that's what they would look like. They would look exactly like this because it's things Americans believe that aren't true, that are damaging. I don't know. Did it come from us or did it come from someplace else? We don't know. All right, in brainwashing news, um, I've told you that CNN and those who are trying to persuade you, as if they are your doctors, that you should get uh, the vaccination, etc. And uh, the way that they're going to do it is with visual persuasion and fear and take advantage of the fact that we're bad at math. Because if they show us anecdotal stories of individual people having a bad outcome because they didn't get vaccinated, it's going to scare us. It's going to give you a picture of somebody who's suffering. And uh, it's just strong persuasion, even though it's horrible. 
So now uh, CNN has a story about the 14-year-old who spent five days on oxygen after getting COVID. So that's the headline. The headline is five days on oxygen after getting COVID. And what do you think you would see if you looked at the picture? Well, the picture doesn't show what the words show. The picture shows a 14-year-old who is unfortunately morbidly obese. That's not mentioned in the text. Again, you see this pattern over and over and over again. They'll show somebody morbidly obese, in this case a 14-year-old, and showing them having a hard time on the COVID. And never mention that the weight is part of that equation. And uh, again, I'm not doing fat shaming. We don't do that. That's, you know, I, I disavow all fat shaming on every level. But you, when you talk about health outcomes, you just can't lie to the public like this. This is a lie. It's a lie. Because she was having a problem with weight plus COVID. That was her problem. Weight plus COVID. And it's, it's being told as a, a COVID story. And that's just fake news. But it's fake news and what they think, I guess, is in the service of the country because it'll get us more vaccinations. Um, <laughs> so that is my uh, content for today. Um, I hope some, of the, uh, hope some of the folks from Locals knew to jump over here onto YouTube. The Locals live stream is still in uh, beta, so it's not available to all the creators yet. So when we get uh, little hiccups like this, that's part of the beta test. So the, the reason I'm testing it is to find out if it has these problems. But it's been a great product so far with a few hiccups. Uh, Mike Lindell is in what? I'm seeing something about Mike Lindell that I don't think is true. Um, is it true that Locals is hooking up with Rumble? I have nothing to report on that. Um, Trump wins bigly in 2024. Where is Trump? Right? Isn't it another day of no Trump? How many... Um, Uh, how, how many days of no Trump controversy can we go in a row? Uh, Dominion whistleblower, whoops, hold on, this is breaking news. Shows how machines were configured for connection to the Internet. Oh, well, I wouldn't put too much in that. So somebody's saying there's a, NN here is saying there's a breaking news that Dominion whistleblower shows a video of sh- machines being configured for connection to the internet. That doesn't mean they were connected. Um, so f- whatever I'm reading here, I wouldn't take that too seriously until you know a lot of context. Uh, I don't think anybody says that it's impossible to connect them to the internet. I don't believe anybody believe that, right? So if, if they have the ability to connect to the internet, I don't know if that's news, is it? Um, have I considered using StreamYard? Yes. The, the products that um, stream to multiple platforms uh, have, a, uh, have a stability problem, which I'm having right now, but it's for a different reason. Uh, they have a stability problem, but there's also a delay. So the way I'm doing this right now is on an iPad, and I see myself uh, in real time, but on some of the uh, softwares that 
do streaming to multiple, plat- multiple platforms because of speed constraints, they'll show me talking to myself at a, uh, a few seconds behind. And you just can't even do the show that way because you're watching yourself. Um, basically, it's sort of like, have you ever tried to do an interview with a microphone and you've, you hear yourself in your ear? Uh, that's happened to me a number of times doing satellite interviews. I'll say something, and then I'll hear my own voice echoed in my headphone, like with just a slight delay of half a second or something. You can't think or talk. It, it actually shuts down your ability to think and talk at the same time, hearing yourself talk uh, slightly on a, a whack. So that's what happens with the, the products that stream from one platform. Um, let's see. It's beyond annoying, yeah. Let's see. Um, I can't even have a phone call. Yeah, that's totally true. All right. Um, I'm just looking at your comments for a moment, and I think we're done here. Uh, There's something about Mike Lindell that people are talking about, but it doesn't sound like it's a real real story. sounds like fake news, so I won't... um, Oh, have I talked to Dr. Drew about his setup? Well, I've talked to lots of people about their setups, and they all have the same problems. They're not stable. They've got a delay. It's it's the same set of problems, but some people are willing to deal with different problems than other people. Um, One of the things that Dr. Drew and a lot of other podcasters do is they have an engineer or a producer who is doing the troubleshooting. So you saw today that I couldn't do the show and do the troubleshooting at the same time. But because of the nature of how I do this, as soon as I add um, other people, it's going to turn into a different kind of show. Like, I don't want the production values to be too good, <laughs> if you know what I mean. I like keeping it casual, because that's, that's, I think that's part of its appeal. All right. Um, it is better on a PC. No, I wouldn't use a Windows product for anything. Because Windows products just beg for uh, software updates all day long. They're, it's basically having a dog. You know, every time I go in the kitchen, my dog begs for a treat. Every time I open a Windows laptop, it begs for software. It's, it's like having a freaking dog. You know, I mean, I love my dog, but it's, it's hard to go in the kitchen and have a dog begging for food and distressed because she's not having it every single time you walk in the kitchen. Um... Absolutely false, Craig says. I don't know what you're referring to. Are you talking about the Microsoft stuff? Um, I'm not talking about Microsoft's own updates. I'm talking about any any software working on the platform. It's all begging for software all the time. All right, that's all I got for now, and I'll talk to you.